I'd like to talk to your hearts more than your ears. We have gotten into a groove in America where Christ is no longer important. We've gotten into a groove in America where if you believe in Christ and love Him and talk about Him, you are not very popular. The Lord told us this would happen. But what saddens my heart is the churches are following suit. This year, I've had the opportunity to preach. I, I get to preach every week or so. I know the principal of the school, and he lets me do chapel every once in a while. And uh, by the way, this week we've got uh, Brother Billy. He's going to come in and preach to the kids. I'm excited about that. The kids really enjoy. It's 8.30 in the morning on Fridays, every Friday, 8.30 in the morning. We have the kids dress up in their ties. The boys have to wear their ties, and the girls stay in their uniforms, and a preacher comes and preaches to them. We have real preachers come. We don't take chapel lightly. Chapel is like a mini church service. We've had Brother Eddie come, Brother Robert come. We've had preacher. We've had Brother Alex fed. We've had a lot of preachers come, and we're excited that they would come and be part of our chapel services. But we don't take those lightly. And this last week, I had an opportunity to preach to the kids. Honestly, I did not want to preach this message tonight. Uh, I had something else planned that would be more of a, a, of a fun thing for you to hear, uh, but you have to do what God tells you to do, and um, he told me tonight that I should preach very similar to what the kids got in chapel. Teenagers, I apologize. Uh, you're going to get to hear this again, some of it. Um, but uh, folks, uh, the new year's here, and as the preacher taught us, the last year is gone, but I don't want you to forget this last year. And the reason I don't want you to forget this last year is I believe that we need to improve. See, we can just take what we did last year, forget about it, and then stay the same again. Stay the same in our Christian lives. Stay the same in our business lives. Stay the same in our home lives. We can do that. Or we can set goals and try to improve next year. Now, we can talk about New Year's resolutions, and I gave you the top ten. As a matter of fact, I used top five for this message. I used top five points are that new year's resolutions and you can take those but a resolution doesn't mean much if you get rid of it the first week a resolution doesn't mean much unless it's carried out through the entire year and if you remember right the resolution that you put forward in in january of 06 probably did not come to pass in january of 07 my thought is simply this instead of making worldly resolutions and i'm not against those can we make some godly resolutions this year? Can we make some godly resolutions that we're vowing to God? Now, be careful here. Because when you vow a vow to God, you probably ought to keep it. So the message tonight is not for the lighthearted. It's not for somebody that's just going to hear this and, and throw it out the door as you go. This is something if you hear it and let me, and let the Lord speak to you. Don't let, worry about what I got to say. Worry about what God has to say to your heart tonight. Just listen to the message tonight and see if God could move your heart enough to make a vow to Him for 07. Because Bethel's only as strong as you. It's only as strong as you. I'm going to make you a statement. There's only one thing God can't control, and that's you. Oh, wait a minute. He can control everything. By Him's all things consist. But if you don't submit yourself to the will of God, what happens? He can't force you to do that. 
He can't force you to come to church. If he can force people to come to church, every church that's an independent fundamental Baptist church will be packed to the hilt tonight instead of at home watching a football game, instead of doing anything else but being at church. The Lord can't tell you, love me. The Lord can't say, love me. You've got to love me. I'm forcing you to love me. The Lord can't do that. You've got to do it freely. He's not going to twist your arm to love him. He's not going to twist your arm to care about him. He's not going to twist your arm to do things that that you don't want to do. He's going to say, what do you want to do, Eddie? What do you want to do? The back end of that question is this, and I'll get into this. He can't control you. Here's the back end of that question. What is Jesus Christ worth to you? Grab a hold of that. What is Christ worth to you? What is the simple thing of his dying for you? What is that worth to you? Is it worth making a resolution this year to do something great for him? Is it worth it? My question to you is this. He was willing to die for you. Are you willing to make a vow to him? All he's asking is for a vow. He's not asking you to dive off a cliff. He's not asking you to stand in front of a truck. All he's asking you to do is make a vow to him. Are you willing? Are you willing to do something for God this year? Resolution number one. Turn in your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Let's go ahead and stand real quickly. Just one verse. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God. I lied to you one more verse. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given, up, given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Let's pray tonight. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to stand in this pulpit tonight. Lord, I'm begging you tonight. Let me decrease and let you increase. Lord, it's got to be you tonight. Lord, please help me get through this tonight. And Lord, help us to move the hearts of the people. Lord, we need you so much. In this day and age, there's never been a time when we need you more. And there's never been a time when we ignore you more. Lord, help us. Please let us make a difference. Lord, give us the opportunities. And then when you give us the opportunities, Lord, help us to take them. Just to have you work tonight, though, that's all I want. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You can turn in your Bibles quickly to Hebrews chapter 12. Number one resolution all across the nation. It's not that hard to figure out. You're staring at someone that needs to make this resolution and hold on to it for a long time. Brother Tom answered, thankfully, I'm so glad he knows my problems. Lose weight. Okay? I love you, Brother Tom. I wouldn't be you even if I could. (laughs) Lose weight. Number one New Year's resolution. Lose weight. Lose physical weight. What does it do for you if you lose physical weight? makes it easier to move around. You've got more energy. 
You're able to do things that you weren't able to do before. Tying your shoes doesn't pop blood vessels in your forehead. It's happened. Teenagers have less and less to make fun of you about when you start to lose weight. They can't wait to make fun of Brother Dave because he's a heavy guy. No problem. Come out and play football with us. But one thing that it does for you is it gives you a better esteem of yourself. It makes you feel better about who you are. Gives you a confidence because fat people, I've got news for you, they realize pretty much that they're fat. Okay, they know it every single day. And a lot of that weighs on their mind more than their weight. One of the biggest things in my life I'd like to do is get rid of some weight. I'd love to lose about 50 pounds. And I'm telling you right now, it weighs on me that I haven't done that. It weighs on me that I haven't taken command and been able to do that. But, you know, there's something more important than losing physical weight. And I think we should. There's a more important thing than that, and that's losing spiritual weight. Are we willing to make a resolution to God this year to lay aside every weight? Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And what's amazing is... We read that verse and we'll see that verse in there. But how much does Jesus mean to you? Are you willing to lay aside every earthly weight that you have to serve Christ? What does that mean, Brother Dave? Now, if I step on your toes, put your feet out there further and let me get the whole foot. Because we need this tonight. Here's a weight. Brother Dave, uh, I don't know why you show favoritism to some people over me on the singing schedule. There's a weight. Brother Dave, I don't know why uh, 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 some people sing and, and they really ought not be singing in the pulpit. There's a weight, and that's for you, by the way. Here's a weight for you. Well, I don't necessarily like everything that's being preached in the pulpit at Bethel Baptist Church. By the way, I do. And I'm going to tell you right now, here's a weight for you. You want to know people who have earthly weights are the people that look bad upon other people in this church. Okay? I'm loaded with them. I've got these problems. Always, whenever I bring you a message, the Lord's beat me over the head with it first. Understand something, folks. We are in a battle. And you know what the easiest way to get Christians out of the battle is? Start letting other Christians pick out every other Christian's faults. That's the easiest way to get you out of the fight. Well, I don't like what's going on. Can I, can I give you something? Do you know it's not the pastor of this church's responsibility to have you serve God? Do you know you can't blame him if you don't? Where does it say in the scripture? Well, because the preacher said this in the pulpit, I'm not going to come to his messages anymore. There's a wait for you. Well, where, where does it say that, be, that the pastor's got to say what you think he ought to say? Where does it say in the scripture that it's my dad's job? To make sure that you're spoon fed. Where does it say that? What it says is, lay aside that weight so you can serve God. That same Jesus that died on the cross for your sorry carcass. I don't like what you're saying right now. Well, lock the doors. 
I've got news for you folks. We are in a battle here at Bethel Baptist Church. And the only way that we're going to win this battle is by following that old man's advice and saying, let's get together and have unity. Let's get together and serve the same God. Did Jesus die different for you, Brother Carl, than he died for me? No, sir. I'm just a, I'm just much of a wretch as he is. And he's just much of a wretch as I am. He died for every one of us equally. What's amazing to me is that we hold each other up more than the other person. Can, can we lose that weight this year? Can we get rid of the weight that Eddie Wilson is no better than anybody else and I'm no better than him? Can we lose the weight that Brother Tom is no better than you and you're no better than him? Can we lose that weight this year and realize that Jesus Christ desires you to serve him? Well, I've got things to do outside of the church and I don't have time to come. That's a weight. I talked to a gentleman after church today. Man, he rattled off seven or eight questions. Doozies too, by the way. I don't have ten minutes. There's no way a ten-minute answer is going to suffice the questions that he had. I said, are you saved? Do you know the Lord is your Savior? Because everything else, let's, let's just cut right to it. Do you know the Lord is your Savior? He says, yes, I do. I said, then keep coming to church. Can you learn in church? Do you have to have your answer out of a commentary? Do you have to have your answer off a TV evangelist? Do you have to have your answer out of some book of some guy that you don't even know? When we've got a preacher that preaches to us every single week out of the Word of God, can, can you read the book instead of a commentary? Can you do that one time? Can you make a reason? How much does Christ mean to you, Brother Brian? How much does his death mean to you? Can you lay aside every weight and serve God? Can you do that? Because if you don't lay aside that every that weight becomes sin. That weight becomes a sin that does so easily beset you. Now, what we take as sin in our lives, it varies from person to person, the tolerance of it. Well, I don't see that as sin. Well, I do see that as sin. You know what I mean? It differs in tolerance that people have for sin. What they watch on TV might differ in one household to the next. Can we lay aside the weight of looking down on each other for what each other does? Glory to God, I don't think he's here tonight. But that fella came in today with his hair cut. You all saw it. Isn't that great? I was so excited to see that. Do you know who did that for him? Do you know that he didn't ask him to go? I didn't ask him. Robert didn't ask him. Eddie didn't ask him. Hey, go get your hair cut, you clown. You know what happened? God got a hold of him. God got a hold of him. And, and he lost about 16 ounces of weight that was hanging off the back of his head. And he was, he looked great. You knew I was coming. Andrew, what would have happened if we'd have run him out of here because of the way he looked and the way you thought he should look and the way you thought he should be and the way, well, bless God, he doesn't belong here. I got news for you. Everybody belongs here. This is the one place you can be. Can we lay aside every weight? Leave that garbage at home, man. Leave that garbage at home. We need to love each other in here. Good night. Can you lay aside the weight and the sin that doth so easily beset you and say, you know what, I'm going to go to church. See, people say, well, I don't have time. I've got to support my family. I I hear that. Amen. Do you know in your heart, though, I'm asking you in your heart, is that right? Is it right so much to have God so flippantly part of your life? I'll go when I can. I heard a fellow say to me the other day, you're lucky I'm even in church. What? 
Oh, yeah, we're so blessed to have your presence. Woo! Look, everyone, we can start the piano music now. You're lucky to be. Let me tell you something. We're lucky that Jesus gave us a Bible. We're lucky that Jesus gave us a Savior. We're lucky that Jesus gave us a church. And (laughs) you're lucky that I'm even here. (laughs) Right. Do you realize how fortunate we are to be in a church that preaches truth, hears truth, stands for truth? How flippant do you handle that weight that doth so easily be said, this church was packed out this morning. I understand I'm not the preacher. I get that. But why why aren't our church pews filled? Well, because we don't do certain things correctly. Let me tell you something. Grab a hold of this, too. Put your foot out for me. You know why this church doesn't go forward sometimes? And by the way, we are right now. Our numbers are, 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 are increasing. I'm so thankful that the preacher decided he's going to grab a hold. And, and, and nothing, nothing against Robert and I. Please, please don't mistreat me. I'm 100% behind what our pastor's doing right now. 150%. You can't imagine how many percents I'm behind it. But do you know something, Brother Dale? You've got to get involved. Now, now what, and I'm not just picking on you. I just saw you. I said, boy, that's a cute guy. I said, <laughs> you've got to get involved here. You've got to get involved. Do you realize that a church will grow because your mouth speaks? And a church will decline because your mouth speaks? Well, I don't really like our preacher. I just like the coffee they give in the mornings. That's a weight that doth so easily and a sin that doth so easily beset you. This year, I'd like you to make a vow unto God to support our pastor more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's my dad. You're just buttering him up. Hey, call it what you want. He is my dad, and I love him, and I don't make an apology that he's my dad. If you'd like me to make an apology, see me afterwards. I'm not making an apology that he's my dad. I'm thankful and proud that he's my dad. But he's also my preacher. And it's easy for family to tear him down. He's an easy target. And I'm an easy target, by the way, too. I want to vow this year to support my pastor more. I want to make a vow to God that this year I'm going to try to hold his arms up as never before. Not just me, though. I think you ought to make a vow to God. I think you ought to make a vow to God to come to the man. He's a man. He knows he's a man. He knows he's a sinful man. He gets that. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's also our man of God. And if you want to make this church go forward, bless God. Get behind that man of God. Let's support him. Let's get behind him. Let's make him go forward. I'm a little tired here. I don't like the way this church is run. Bless God. There's the doors. Jack, hit him. Come on. Come on, preach it. Put your feet out. I want to stomp all over him. You want to take this church forward? You want to help take this church forward? You get behind the man of God. Let's make a vow this year. You're just his son. You're lucky I'm not just him. I'm going to tell you, some of the things we say and some of the things we hear, we're so lucky God doesn't smite us. Can you imagine that? How would you like that, Levi? (laughs) Walk in like Ananias and Sapphira. Hey, how you doing, preacher? Just hold on a second. Another one's at the door waiting for you. How would you like it if people start dropping dead around here? Do do you think we haven't said anything bad enough? Hold on now. Hold on now. Come on. Think in your hearts. Your heart better get right with God. 
I'm going to tell you right now, we don't preach this a whole lot because what we love, I'm telling you, we love our people here. And this is an above average, far above average church. But we better get our hearts right real quick. Real quick. Because God needs us to be the lighthouse here. God needs us to be the lighthouse. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to bring a bulb to the party? Or are you just going to go ahead and burn one out? Because what you do matters. It matters to the people around you. People see what you what you do and what you say. People see it. They know how you act. They know, they see, and, and you will encourage or discourage a person by sometimes what you say and what you think. You better watch it. You better watch it. I'm going to tell you right now, don't mess with the man of God. He's my pastor. He's my dad. But don't mess with that man of God. You don't want the Lord to smite you. Let's lose weight this year. Second one, let's get fit. It's already seven. First Timothy chapter four. I'll, I'll be quick. First Timothy chapter four. But by the way, that's another, that's another weight. I'll put it in the get fit column. <laughs> you have to work out and work out and work out to play a full game of basketball. Apparently, we have to work out and work out and work out to be able to take a whole church service. Boy, that's good stuff right there. Come on, brother. Preach it, brother. Yeah. Apparently, we've got to work out a little harder so we can take a whole church service. Well, if that church starts running to 1210, I don't care what happens. I'm getting up and walking out of here. You know what I hope you do? I'd love to see God smite somebody right at the door. That would be, I want to see God smite somebody. I hope it ain't any of you. Just one time. Bless God, we complain so much about how long the church service. I understand the nursery workers. I understand super nurse. I understand that's tough. But understand this too. That's your ministry. That's part of the ministry. And I got news for you. I don't want him to cut a message 10 minutes short when that man back there could be getting saved because we had to cut it 10 minutes short because we're worried about a kid drooling on themselves downstairs. I know the nursery is tough. I understand that. But we've got very competent people who are great at it. Let's serve God. Can we just serve God this year? Can we lay aside every weight? Can we get fit this year? Can we get exercise of our faith this year? I'm going to stay that extra 10 minutes because I want God to reveal something to me. I'm going to come to church. Do you pray when you come to church? Do you pray before the Lord, please give me something today? Give me something today. He's been here for 15 years. He can't give you anything anymore. He can't do it. He just, it's impossible. God can give you something through anybody. Check your heart today. How much is Jesus worth to you? If Jesus, I would love, this would be even funnier than smiting somebody. (laughs) Somebody's going to die tonight. (laughs) Could you imagine somebody getting up and walking out and having Jesus standing out at the doors when you open them? Think about that. That would probably smite you enough. And have Jesus come to you and say, where are you going? How much do I mean to you? Are you a safe person here tonight? He died for you. Yeah. <laughs> what does he mean to us? We give him 45 minutes and that's enough? That's enough this week. Preacher, you're going to have to wind it down. What happened to the Holy Spirit? What happened to the Holy Spirit moving in our church? And people desired to hear something from God in so much that they love church and they love to be here. Where is that gone, folks? How much does Jesus mean to you? The title of the message tonight is actually, let's have a new 
New Year. New Year's come and New Year's go. Can we really make this one new? Can we make this different? Can we grab a hold, Brother Eddie? Can we grab a hold and realize how important God is? Can we do that? Can we decide that I'm not going to be better than anybody else? I'm just going to be me. And God's going to have to use me for who I am. And I'm just going to be the best David Ballard I can be. And that's all I am. I didn't do that in 06. But I sure want to do it in 07. Can we get fit? Can we exercise daily our faith in Christ? Can we exercise our faith more for Christian things than the worldly things? Can we worry more about exercising ourselves for Jesus Christ and the furtherance of His kingdom than we worry about our own pocketbooks? And money's important. I get that. But why is it more important than the Savior that died for you? I'm just spitballing here, but how much is Christ worth? Would you give up a paycheck if He came down here and asked you to give it? I don't want you to give your paycheck. I'm not, I don't want, it's not about, I'm just asking you to think with me. Would you give up your income for the Savior if He asked you to do it? It's easy to say yes when He hasn't asked you yet. Think about that for a minute. Would we be able to do that? Would we be able to rely on Him? Can we have a new, new year? Third thing, third resolution is spend more time with your family. First Peter one. I am guilty of this, and I don't want to be guilty of it anymore. I hope I don't have anything on my shirt. I'm burning up. First Peter chapter one, verse twenty one. Who by him do believe in God? that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truth of the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Being born again. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. This is a vow you need to make to God tonight. We need to make a vow to God tonight that we love one another. We need to make a vow tonight that I'm going to love Brother Eddie all year long. And I always have. That's an easy one for me, Brother Eddie. I have no problem with that because I've always loved you. But there's people in your hearts and in your minds. I'm asking you to think, but I don't want you to act on it. I want you to think because there's somebody that you maybe don't love quite enough in this room. Judy comes to my mind. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. She knew it was coming. Jamie thought it was going to be her, but I said Judy instead. They're a mixed set. Can, can we decide to make a vow to God to love one another this year more than we usually do? Can we make a vow this year, Brother Tom, to pray for one another? Can we do that? Can we make a vow to God that no matter what happens, no matter what somebody does to you, you're still going to love them? Is it possible this year to hear him preach a message and yet still love one another? Oh, I stepped on my toes and I'm, I'm sure tonight I'll see somebody out in the park and I'll say, well, brother, brother Dave doesn't know what's going on. Good, because God's the one that is bringing me this to you tonight. It has nothing to do with me. It's, it's, it's God. I want God to speak tonight. I want to appeal to your hearts. You know what I'm talking about. There's people in your hearts and in your minds right now that you know that you don't love enough. 
Because the Lord asked you to love the brother with a pure heart. Fervently. Those are three words right in a row that we are not coming close to getting. A pure heart. Brother Kerry, that means no matter what you do to me, I'm still going to love you. No matter what you do to me, son, I'm going to love you. No matter what anybody does to you, you're going to love them. Pure heart. No matter if they do something that you, oh, I don't think that's quite right. You're still going to love them. And maybe it's wrong. But wouldn't it be easier for you to win somebody back, Brother Carl, with love than with hatred? Not only a pure heart, fervently. Fervently means they're always on your mind to love. You you want so badly to grab a hold of them. Oh, I've got to love him. I've got to love him. I've got, he's got to know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Levi's got to know that I love him and I care about him. And no matter what happens, I'm going to be there for him. How great would it be, teenagers, if your parents loved you that way? I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. How would you feel if your deacons loved you that way? Knowing that no matter what you look like or what you did in this church, they were going to love you with a pure heart fervently. Yeah, I got news for you. Brother Dave makes mistakes hourly. I, I open mouth. I wish I could insert a foot fast enough. I understand that. Please love me for who I am. Yes, I'm doing my best to change some of the things that I say so quickly. But no, my heart is for you folks. It is. My heart's for you folks. And I want us to go forward. And I know we're not going forward unless we love each other. I don't care what you tell me. If there's dissension, Brother Carl, just like you said, if there's dissension, we're going to stay right here. We're going to stay in a building on Sunday mornings. We can't find enough parking space and our church still isn't filled. We're going to stay right here. And some of you, that'd be okay. But according to God, I don't believe it's okay. I believe the Lord wants us to do a bigger work here because the Lord wants his word to spread out faster than it is right now. And the only way we're going to do that is by loving each other. Taking each other's faults in stride. Taking each other for what they are and what they say and what they do. Well, you offended me. I am so sorry, but please don't take offense because I don't mean to offend you. Can we ever, have you said that to anybody? Have you ever done that? I'm I'm going to, this is going to embarrass them. Jamie and I are like brother and sister. It's scary. There's been days that I have offended her and I've offended Bobby. Because of things we've talked about. But you know what? I believe our friendship is stronger today than it's ever been. Why? Because they forgave that offense. And I forgave them if they ever offended me. Because why? I love Bobby. I love Jamie. I desire them to be part of my life. Could you ever forgive somebody? Could you forgive somebody for doing something to you? Could you do it? Could you forgive somebody? Would you be willing To say, you know what? I forgive you and love you. Would you be willing to do that? How much is Christ worth to you? Let's have a new, new year. Let's do something new this year. Let's do something exciting like I forgive you. That's exciting. Read a book. I'll spend two seconds on this. Maybe more. Read a book. Believe it or not, that made the list. 
I want to challenge you to read the book. (laughs) So the faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I don't understand why I don't have enough faith. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I don't understand why I can't pray down heaven. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. To me, it's a simple thought. (laughs) Thy words I I have hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. Matthew 4.4. Matthew 4.4 says, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. (laughs) You can't live without this. As a Christian, you ought not be able to live like, live without this. The words of the Lord are pure words. Silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. So we've got it in our hands. We're excited about that. I esteem the words of thy mouth more than my necessary food. Would you give up a meal to read the Bible? <laughs> that fits in the lose weight category, by the way. I just threw that in. <laughs> <laughs> in my household, dinner time, really, that's my, you know, smiles get big at dinner time. How much do we love the Lord, though? Do we love the Lord enough to read the book this year? And I want you to read through the Bible this year. I really do. I, I, I think that would be great for us to read through the Scripture. But along your reading, please get something from it. Along your reading, turn it into something different than words. Turn it into a love letter. You ever got a love letter from your sweetheart? How many times did you read that letter? <laughs> Andrew just got one this last week from Marlena. <laughs> They've been going out for a long time. It's the first time she ever wrote him anything. Let's read the book this year. Can we make a vow to God? Can we make a vow to God to study His Scriptures this year? Can we make a vow to God? How important? How important? Don't come to the Bible banquet if you don't read through. Don't do it. you You are saying to God that I'm lying here. Don't come. Read so you can come. But I got news for you. I'm thankful for a banquet. You should read because you love God. And you could. you should read because Christ means something to you. What does Christ mean to you? This last year in 2006, I believed that I would go up to heaven and be ashamed of how I've acted. Would you? Would you be ashamed of the year that you put in? The year that the Lord gave you, would you be ashamed? Can we have a new new year this year? Can we do something new? Last one and I'm all done. Number five. Number five resolution was Quit smoking. Now, I'm quite certain that the majority of us in here don't smoke. If you do, that's not going to send you to hell. It'll make you smell like you've been there, but it, 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 it will not send you to hell. And by the way, I don't look down upon anybody that smokes. That's one of the most miserable habits to get rid of that you can ever imagine getting rid of. It's very, very difficult. But that's not the smoking I'm talking about. About two or three weeks ago, my dear friend from Toledo came here. And for the first time in his life, I smelled smoke. I'm not talking about cigarette smoke. 
I'm talking about the smoke of hell. Do you know why our eyes are no longer wet at the thought of a soul going to hell? Because we can't smell the smoke. I want you to think with me for a minute about the smell of a burning fire burning with flesh, brimstone, a fire so hot that it's black, not being able to see, although your eyesight is just fine. Being able to touch that person next to you, yet not knowing who they are, and you have such a severe hatred in your heart that it never goes away, and it burns forever and ever. Can you smell that? That smell is the smoke of a person going to hell. Our problem is we don't smell it on them soon enough, Myrtle. We don't realize the true, the true thought of if your friend's not saved, they're going to hell. Years I've been here. Years I could have witnessed to my friend. Years I could have told him about Christ. Years I could have just said, you know what? You need to have the Lord as your Savior. Take a real interest in his soul. For years I could have done that very thing. But instead I chose to ignore him in the thought that he would stay my friend as long as I didn't make him offended in Christ. I couldn't smell the smoke. His earthly friendship, Brother Tom, should not mean as much to me as his soul. How much does Christ mean to you? You can think of a friend right now, I promise you, that you've never told about Christ. I'm not talking about the ones you have and they've rejected you. I'm talking about the ones that you have not told because you can't smell the smoke. Because you can't think for one moment, I've got to get this guy to quit smoking. Think about that with me. I've got to get this kid to quit smoking because if I don't get him to quit smoking, nobody else will. I'm the Nicoderm CQ patch. I am the gum. I am everything that the only person that's going to bring Christ to him is me. I've got the job. And I ignored the job for years. Years he's gone through smoke. Years he's gone through torment. Years he's been destined for an everlasting hell. And finally I decided... I can smell the smoke tonight. I'm not waiting no more. Amen. Can we make a vow to God this year to help somebody quit smoking? Yeah. Can we make a vow to God this year to make souls real in our lives? Because I got news for you. They haven't been real in mine. I've never had trouble admitting my shortcomings. To do it all in one night would be tough. I'm full of shortcomings. I don't deserve to be a saved person. I don't deserve to have God love me. I don't deserve certainly to preach His Word. But folks, here I am. And I'm asking you to make a vow to God tonight. Can we have a new, new year? Can we stop warming pews and start warming hearts? That was good. Would you write that down for me? Can we decide to light a fire under us so hot that it will catch onto others? Has it ever, has it ever come a time in your life where somebody else being excited about God irritated you? Think about that for a minute. Come on, grab a hold of this now. 
where somebody excited about God, just excited, shouting, waving their hand because they're excited about God. And the first thing that comes to your mind is those fakers. If you, if you say you've never been there, liar. How far away from God are we when people being excited about Him is offending to us? How, how bad does it, is it in your life? How bad is it when somebody gets excited up here singing and you look at them and say, with your face? How bad off are you? How bad off? I've been up there singing before and watched people look. I would love to take the mic down and just go. (laughs) Why is getting excited about Christ offensive? You ought to be excited that Christ died for you. That's the same old message. I've heard it for so long. You know what? It's the same old message, but the Lord told me this last year. Preach Christ. Don't worry about anything else, brother. Preach Christ. You know what? He's the only one that can help us out, so we might as well preach him. If the story's too old for you, go ahead and die. We'll move somebody else in that's newer. That way you can be my newer. I, I, all I'm asking is this. I'm nobody. I, I'm nobody. He's, he's your pastor. All I'm at, from my heart, I want to make a new new year this year. New one. Brand new. I want to take a step in the right direction when I've been taking so many in the wrong one. I want to take a step towards excitement about God. I want to take a step towards soul winning. I want to take a step towards caring about people. Really, really caring. Really caring. Not this, not this, put out your hand for a second. Not, this is how we shake hands at Bethel. Put out your hand. Can you do that? Okay. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. 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 Is it good to see them? Is it good to see them? Do you care? Do you? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if we don't start caring about each other in a very real way, the pews are going to start to empty again. We've got to love one another. We've got to care about them. I don't like him. It doesn't say anywhere in the scripture that if you don't like somebody, you're free to not like them. It says if you don't like somebody, love them. Let's make a vow to God this year. Can we do that? One more thing. This just came to me. And and by the way, this is not for me tonight. I don't care anything about this kind of stuff. I think it's thrilling, but but I don't care about this as as, as I'm preaching. Do you care enough to make the altar something you go to more than once a year? I have stepped on so many feet tonight. I'm going to have to excuse everybody so they can get out before I come out. Now, I don't want you to just go up to the altar because it's no big deal, and that's what you do every service. But is there ever a time when the Lord moves your heart and you don't come because you hope He prays faster? Is there ever a time in your heart when, when, when the invitation comes and you do this? I, this, by the way, this, this is just... Is there ever a time when you should have went forward, God's moving your heart to come forward, yet you ignored that call and said, you know what, if He prays quicker, I can get my roast out.
If he prays quicker, we can go home right away. But if I come forward and start praying, it's going to prolong the service. And I just don't know if I have enough in me to stay that long. I would to God we'd love church once. I would to God we'd care about what happens in this building. I would to God that we'd make a difference in our life so much that we would desire to be here for longer. That we'd desire to hear preaching. I would to God. This may not have tickled your ear tonight, but I hope it hurts your heart. Because I believe this is what we need. What does Christ mean to you? What does Christ mean to you? Does he mean enough to care about him? Does he mean enough? I'm asking you to make a vow to have a new, new year this year, right now. Preacher told you this morning, it's time for him to come back. I would hate to be walking out an invitation and have the Lord come. I'd hate to be ignoring God's orders to us and have him come. I would hate to not care about somebody and have them be in the dumps. But you didn't have time and then have the Lord come. Let's make a vow to God this year. Let's have a brand new one. I promise you, I've never heard of anybody that served God and said they regretted it. I've never heard of anybody that got excited about the Lord and wished they hadn't. Never heard it. And maybe I'm not talking to you. Maybe you're as excited as you can get. Maybe God can't get you any more excited than you are. But I got a feeling there's a few of us in here that could get just a little bit more excited about what God has done. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord, again, I thank you for so much for giving me the opportunity to be in this pulpit tonight. And Lord, I'm just praying that I said the things that you would have me to say. I pray that the folks would understand I didn't come with malice tonight. I did not come with hatred. I came because this is what you told me to say. So Lord, please bless this. Bless what we did this last year. But Lord, bless our hearts when we want to decide to do a a whole new, new year. Bless our hearts when we want to decide to do something different and, and decide to reach out and seek out new things for you, like loving one another exercising our faith, casting off the weights and the sin that besets us. Lord, please help us. Lord, please just be with these folks. I truly do love them. I I truly do. And Lord, I'm thankful that you gave me that. But Lord, help me to love them better. Help me to love them more so that I can have a new, new year too. Lord, stay in my heart. Excite me about you because Lord, You mean the world to me. When you went to Calvary for me, I'll never understand it. But Lord, I'm so thankful that you did. And Lord, I'm so sorry for ignoring you the way I have. Help me to be better. Help me to have a new, new year, preacher. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I just ask God to have me he was talking Lord help me to have a new new year how many say preacher something was said tonight that the Lord spoke to my heart about and I need to I need to really have that new new year that brother Dave was preaching about pray for me you'd say that
God bless you. Over the building. Is there anyone here tonight say, Preacher, I'm not sure if I died, I'd go to heaven. I don't want to die and go to hell. Pray for me. Anyone like that tonight? Pastor, I'm not sure if I died, I'd go to heaven. And I don't want to go to hell. Pray for me. Anyone like that? Pray for me. I'm not sure if I died, I'd go to heaven. And I don't want to die and go to hell. Pray for me. If you don't get saved, you'll go to hell. Hell's real. Heaven's real. Christians, we need to smell the smoke and warn people. You know, I was thinking as I was reading through the scripture, Tom. <clears throat> Lot, when he went to, when they destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, he went to his son-in-laws and said, "Up, oh, get to you. The Lord's going to destroy." They, it was seen as one is mocked. And his family stayed there and died. And I wrote there on the side of my Bible, I believe Lot's going to have blood on his hands. Because he never, he never tried to warn his family and teach his family about Christ. There's a lot of Lot's family in hell right now because Lot did not smell the smoke. And never warned him. Just that one time at the very end, by the scripture says he seemed as one that was mocked. They didn't. He had such a bad testimony. They he, he was he, the one time he did he was unaffected. I think I think when he stands, I think that he's gonna have blood in his hands for his family. He, he could have reached him. He didn't. Let's have a new New Year to this year. Let's make 2007 the greatest year we've ever seen. Brian said, Preacher, it's interesting. The first Sunday was on the 7th of 2007. Perfect number. Let's, let's have a great year this year for God. We're going to have to do some of those things, though, that was preached tonight to have that kind of year. Father, I pray you'll work in all of our hearts. Help us to have that new, new year. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Stand. If you want to come and pray, you come. If you want to come and get saved, you come. Whatever God was speaking about, you come. You have that new, new year. God, give me that new, new year. God, work in my life. Give me that new, new year. Lord, I I heard you tonight. Oh, your toes might be a little hurt, but that's right. They'll heal up. Mine always gets healed up after someone gets stomped on them. He's just going to continue to play. You want to come, you come forward. Several praying all around the altar now. No, no room around the altar. Find a place in one of the chairs.
by the way, if ever a time you want to come on a Friday and you want to sit in on a chapel service, they're always you're always welcome to sit in. Bring your those that bring their children, drop them off. If you want to stay for a few more minutes, sit in and uh, go to the chapel. Those that don't even have children, if you just want to come by and uh, see the see our school and ha- hear a challenging message, uh, come by. I'll tell you. Every time I've heard a chapel, it's always been a stirring message. I'll tell you. And so, already, let's bow our heads in prayer. We're glad you came tonight. Rob, would you lead us in prayer?